0: Some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. September 14 2022 and this is daybreak
1: live with the nesbitts good morning saints it's good to be with you on this beautiful wednesday morning so we've been talking about the great day of god almighty it's not the great day of the antichrist it's not the great day of the evil in the world it's the great day of god almighty so we're going to sing the lord liveth Amen. 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 Amen, brother Charles. Amen. Amen. You might ask, why is brother Charles back there singing with y'all? And we would say, we don't why? know. I know that
0: hurts if I didn't do that. He said he's
1: too pretty for the camera. No, that <laughs> 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 All right. Good morning. Oh. Uh, Good to be back with you today. Let me click over here. and Make sure we got some chat. Are you there? Hello, Miss Peggy Diane rich Zoe Chelsea <gasps> Scott Brubaker it's good to see you guys this morning or see your names at least Kathy Bob hallelujah dawn Melissa. Thank you guys for being here this morning and uh, uh, we appreciate it very much and you guys that watch on youtube we thank you for watching on youtube as well and uh just thank you for being here thank you guys for sharing it when it's you know something uh, hopefully people will get something out of we're going through the book of revelation we've been doing this for a while i guess i really thought we'd be further than we are now but here we are we're in chapter 16 should be able to finish chapter 16 today as we're working our way through this wonderful book. The only book that we are promised a blessing, now, we are promised a blessing if you read the Bible, any of the books of the Bible. Amen to that. But this book specifically, we are told, by our Lord, blessed is he that reads this book, keeps the things that are written therein, for the time is at hand. So, I wanted, before I left off where we we're at yesterday, talk about two things. One, Brother Charles brought out one of my favorite scriptures right after daybreak yesterday. We're going to turn back there and read that. Uh, that goes along with those unclean spirits going out of the mouth of the enemy, right? That goes out to deceive the whole world. And... Uh, Right after daybreak, you know, we sit around and talk a little bit after daybreak have a little bit more of Bible study, and Brother Charles brought this out. It's one of my favorite scriptures as well, it's in Second Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to read that. I charge you, therefore, I'm starting with verse 1, and I'm in 2 Timothy 4. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. This is the things we're studying as we're going through the book of Revelation. Verse 2, preach the word. Don't preach your word. Don't preach somebody else's word. Preach the word, the word. Be ready in season and out of season. That means when when people like to hear it and when people don't like to hear it. Convince. We'll try to do everything we can to convince. Luke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. This is what we try to do. Why? Verse three, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. That means sound teaching. They won't hear it, they won't have it. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions do the work of of an evangelist fulfill your ministry. Now this is a pastoral letter of course Timothy's a young pastor he says do the work of an evangelist I try to do the work of evangelist as well but I'm I don't think my gifting is there more teaching is more what I love to do but I want to qualify this though because I've used this set of scriptures used this set of scriptures been used so many times uh, for people to just bash each other when they have some kind of they see some scriptures different and that's not what he's talking about you know say oh well the you know That guy down there, he's a false prophet because he doesn't believe everything I believe. Now, if you think like that, you're pretty childish. There are essentials. And I grew up being taught those kind of things. And scriptures like this can be used to separate and divide people against people that both love the Lord. And that was not his intention. What he's talking about is what we're seeing today in the world to where uh drag queens are teaching bible stories in churches i mean this is what this is the kind of thing that we're talking about where people are having itching ears and they'll, they'll they will want teachers that won't teach the word they won't teach the word and that's that's different you know if we sit down together you know we may disagree or see some scriptures different here and there but we see the basics and the essentials the bible's a big book and there's a lot of things to understand in here, amen? amen. That's just the truth. But what I'm saying is, we can have difference of opinions on non-essentials and debate them, and we're still family. You know, it's just like we're going through the Book of Revelation. You know, it would be silly for someone to say, "Well, that's not how I see it." I'm not. You're a false prophet. Well, that, <laughs> that's silly. You know, and I'm not calling other people false. Because they don't see it the way I see it. What we're trying to do is go through verse by verse, talk about each verse. I give you my opinion of how I see it. And but as long as people love the Lord and are true with the word of God and are sincere about what it says, then you know we can have some differences of opinions. But there's there, there's things happening now that you just cannot. You cannot say anything other than it's demonic. It is demonic. It's entered into churches, and it is here. And I don't think it's going anywhere without a big revival taking place. But let's go back. So I wanted to bring that out because Brother talked about that, and I'm like, yeah, we need to talk about that. One more thing I wanted to say as we talked about the great day of God Almighty and the Battle of Armageddon that we were discussing yesterday. This is... A uh, a very hard set of scriptures for the view of preterist. Preterism, of course, is the view that everything in Revelation has already happened. It's already taken place. It's in the it's in history. Well, this is one that even preterists would say gives them pause. It's a very hard scripture because the Battle of Armageddon. How can how can you say that's already happened? Where did it happen? You know. And I have read reports people think it happened in France. People had, you know, so it's like, what? I think it's much easier, and I've shared this with you many times, to just take it like it says and believe it's going to happen in the plains of Megiddo at the end. I think that's the, the safest way to take the scriptures. It's just by what it says. And, uh, and then we had that encouragement. The Lord says, hey, I'm coming like a thief be ready don't let your guard down and don't go to sleep well that brings us up to verse 17 and so that was talking about the great day of god our, our god almighty and let's uh let's look at verse 17 let's see if we can finish this chapter today what's wrong sweetheart lisa cannot seem I can't to get me. on her computer is acting up she wanted to let y'all know because she's usually typing into you guys but that's why you don't see her on there yet. Okay, verse 17 it says, then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is done. That's the title today, it's done. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings and there was a great earthquake. Such a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since men were on the earth. This is the earthquake to end all earthquakes. Now, the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the wrath of the wine of the fierceness. Excuse me. To give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away. The mountains were not found. Great hailstones from heaven fell upon the earth, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Now that's finishing reading chapter 16 so let's talk about it so now we're talking about the seventh angel remember the sixth angel was about the huh excuse me evidently I'm not plugged in hold on a minute sorry guys hey, we're having all, kinds of issues. all kinds of issues this morning sorry I am so sorry. Now, my computer is going to go to dead. I just lost me. Forgot to plug it in. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air. Now, why did he do that? A loud voice came out of the temple saying it's done. Why did he pour it out into the air? Well, here's my opinion. Now, this is from Ephesians. Matter of fact, I'll just read it. Ephesians chapter 2 says, And you hath he made alive who are dead in trespasses and sin in which you once walked according to the course of this world Now what does that mean according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience so the prince of the power satan is called the prince of the power of the air he's called the prince because he's not a king prince means ruler he is the prince of the power of the air. Now, the air, in the days in Greek thought, the air, the atmosphere, was considered first heaven, where the moon and sun and stars was was considered second heaven, and there was another heaven that Paul wrote about called the third heaven. Now, that's not Jesus went behind the moon trying to play pick, picky boo from behind the moon. What it means is there's a third heaven that's beyond the realm. That's where uh, Paul was caught up into. So if there's a third heaven, there's a first and a second. The seventh angel pours out his bowl into the air. And my belief is what he's doing is cleansing the air, which is the realm of these fallen demons and spirits and wicked powers, princes, uh, principalities. Remember Ephesians chapter 6 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, right? Or according to the Virgin, say, spirits of disobedience in heavenly places. And so that was seen as the realm. So what is God doing? He's cleansing the atmosphere of evil. It's done. It's over. And I love that he says this. It is done. You know, there was another time Jesus says, it is finished on the cross. What did he mean it is finished? Well, he didn't mean it was all over, but he meant it's accomplished. Salvation is accomplished. What is needed so that we could be born again and saved is finished. Well, now we're talking about the end, the great day of God Almighty. He says, it's done. It's time. It's here. And you're thinking about you remember in Peter where it says uh, the heavens which are in store now are reserved unto fire against uh, the judgment of ungodly men of the last day. These are the things we're talking about. God is judging. He says it's over with. He's had mercy, mercy, mercy. Every every bit of this has been mercy. You've had seals opened. You've had we've had trumpets blast. We've ha- even had the wrath of God being poured out. But yet it's not all totally done now. Now the seventh angel pours out his bow, and the voice is, it is done. And with this last, there are thunderings, there are lightnings, there's the earthquake, right? Now, some of this could be debated. I mean, there's lots of debates about this. Uh, But in verse 19, it says, Now the great city was divided into three parts. I think he's talking about the city of Babylon. I think he's talking about the end time city. Now, great city, it is true that Jerusalem is also called the great city in Scripture. And so some people believe, well, I don't know which one it's talking about here. But it seems to me, at least in my view, that he's talking about Babylon. Okay, so let me, let me rehash this. You remember the image that Daniel interpreted for Nebuchadnezzar? Remember that? And the he- there's a head of gold, then the chest, then the midway, then the legs of iron, and then the feet. There's part iron and part clay. Remember that? Remember, this is one statue. And so it's the same statue that's going to each kingdom. So I've shared with you before where most prophecy scholars would say the revived Roman Empire, I say the revived Babylon Empire because it's the Babylon is what it is. Both sides of it, the religious side and the political side, are both called Babylon. But why? Because it goes all the way back to Genesis. And so I do believe Rome is part of that. So I really do believe Rome is part of that. But this end time kingdom. Is going to comprise everything that had Babylon in it, Media Persia, Greece, Rome, and all of those countries. All of those countries in the end time, there's going to be, I believe, a coalition of all of these nations coming together. And this is what we're seeing these cities and these nations, Babylon the Great. And what what is Babel? Babel is the tower where man lifted themselves up against God and says, no, we will make a name for ourselves. And it's that heart of lifting themselves up against the Most High God and not submitting unto God. It's that final rebellion of not submitting. Now, this, this is just my opinion, okay? But... The great city was divided into three parts. The cities of the nations fell and great Babylon. So I think great city is talking about great Babylon was remembered before God to give this cup of wine of the fierceness of his wrath. He's going to pour out the wrath upon Babylon. Now, listen, it says every map, every island fled away and the mountains. Now, here's the debate. Is it just this vision that he's having and in this vision it's every island and every mountain in this vision or does it actually mean every island in the world around the globe well you know that's up for debate exactly what that means but it says every island it says every mountain so regardless of how we interpret we never want to twist what it says amen to that okay yeah. They were not found. And verse twenty-one, though, check this out: Great hail from heaven fell upon men. Now, God has used hail often in judgment; it's seen as a judgment of God many times in Scripture. But this is amazing. It says about about, and he says about, so he's not precise about the weight of a tout. You're talking about hailstones. I think the biggest. I looked up. I think the biggest hailstone ever found weighed. Eight pounds yeah. that's ever been found eight pounds could you imagine eight pound hailstones falling well this is about a hundred pounds. Yeah. pounds somewhere between 50 to 100 pounds what hailstones that big falling well, yes good. that's what it says about the weight of a talent so approximately 100 pounds but and so would men did, did men repent what what they think about it? Did they think, oh, oh, we must repent and turn to God? No, their heart is so set in stone. Look, men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hell. Hey, shook their fist at God and blasphemed him, cursed God out, right? That's how I see it anyway, because that plague was exceedingly great. You see, once, once people get set in that hardness of their heart and their hatred for God, their hatred for what is good, you would think something might turn them to repentance, but it won't. Nothing will turn them to repentance now. They're set in their heart. And so they just have to wait for judgment of the great day of God Almighty. And remember, remember, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. This is why we as Christians are called to live separate and different and not to carry out vengeance. We're called not to carry out vengeance because we know the one who's going to carry out vengeance. That's why. That's why. So praise the Lord for that. God will have his day and men will have their reward. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of chapter 16, and uh, that means we'll be starting with chapter 17, which we get into more detail about the Scarlet Woman, that Scarlet is red, and the Scarlet Beast, red. And uh, chapter 17, we start understanding and talking more about this, what I believe to be the false religious system and this political system, this Antichrist system we get more into detail about that. Praise the Lord. Anything I forgot? Anything I need to bring out? Thank you guys for being here this morning. Praise Jesus. So I love you guys. Remember, 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 God loves you. And remember to praise him that you heard the word and you have repented that we have the privilege to be born again is one of the greatest honors that there is. And as we talked about the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works, that, that can be synonymous, in scripturally speaking, with the ruler of this world. And that's why things are like they are in this world. That's why we as Christians, born-again children of God, are called pilgrims and strangers. That's why we're seen as peculiar. You're not supposed to fit into this world because this world at this point is under demonic principalities and powers. Hallelujah. And when people repent and give their hearts to Jesus, now the light comes in those areas for a period of time. And the light shines all over the world in places where people turn to the Lord. But it seems to not take many generations till they start turning back to the darkness. And that's what's happening in America. America is turning back to the darkness. They have decided they do not want God in our this culture anymore. And we're seeing it more and more. So let's pray. Let's, let's just pray for America as we end. Would you join with me? Father, I lift America to you Lord, America has done many evils. There has been, there's much evil within America, but at the same time, Lord, I know of no country that's ever been established that has allowed as much light to go forth as well, because light has dawned also through America, and there's been this fertile soil for people to be able to choose. They can choose to live holy and righteous and live righteous in this land. So, God, I lift up America, and I pray for the leaders of America, and I pray for revival to sweep America. I pray, God, for churches to turn back to you, and I pray, God, that, uh, that repentance would come to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Help us, Lord, because we've all had our part in growing cold here in America and, and allowing our neighbors to just go to hell without even being talked to help us jesus and help our churches god rise up men of god women of god rise up evangelists and preachers and god that'll preach the word be instant in season and out of season that'll stand for truth that you may rescue all that will hear the word and repent i pray this in jesus name amen, amen. all right love you guys let's say the lord's prayer and we'll jump off here today Thank you, Saints. Love you. See you tomorrow.